0: I believe that most people will say that they've learned more from their mistakes than they did from their successes. Yet, being wrong remains one of the most feared outcomes in our lives. In this podcast, I will share lessons that I've learned from my mistakes that have helped me to get one step closer to a more authentic version of myself. My name is Lonnie Was the Third, and this is What I Did Wrong. Why is she treating me like this? I've never done anything to her that I know of. Maybe it's because I'm black. Maybe it's because she's intimidated by me. Like, why do they ignore me during conversations? Why are they excluding me from conversations? These are just a few of the thoughts that I repeated in my mind daily while I was working at one of my most emotionally violent professional jobs in my entire career. The experience was filled with microaggressions and just a complete disregard for me as really a human being, especially with one particular coworker who seemed to make it their job to get under my skin every single day. I remember one silly confrontation with them where they made a big deal because my jacket was kind of overhanging their side of the partition that divided our cubicle. And the whole time I worked there, I was so uncomfortable and I felt like I had this invisible target on me. And that was the same invisible target that I felt was on me when I was picked on in elementary school. I was bullied in middle school. Years later, I looked back at those situations and said, OMG. The way that those people treated me really hurt me, but it wasn't about me. Again, years later, I looked back at those situations and said, OMG, (laughs) the way that they treated me hurt, but it wasn't about me. Now, maybe the bullies were hungry, or they were starving, or no one loved them at home, and they were coming to school to take it out on me. Maybe the coworker was miserable at home. Maybe they didn't like themselves and they chose to take it out on me and later on somewhere on social media I stumbled upon a quote that says how people treat you and respond to you is a reflection of their experiences and it tells you more about them than it does about you Welcome to the new standard of pre love shopping. Welcome to The Shop. The Shop is a thoughtfully curated online boutique featuring a unique selection of pre-loved and vintage accessories, clothing, and home items that are one of a kind, just like you. Check out The Shop today at LonnieWasTheThird.com forward slash The Shop. And don't forget to sign up to be a Shop VIP member at LonnieWasTheThird.com forward slash Shop VIP. You will receive 10% off of your first purchase. Welcome to The Shop. One of a kind, just like you. There's a book called The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. And the book is by author Don Miguel Ruiz. And I actually have never read The Four Agreements, but I have seen people talk about what they are. And number two is one that I think is so relevant to this episode of not taking things personally. And that is agreement number two. Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the options and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Wow, wow, wow. So when we think about how we react to how other people treat us, we end up really understanding that it's really not about us. It's really about them. So when I think about taking things personally, I can't not talk about the ego. And my best friend had suggested this book called The Power of Intention, and it's by author Wayne Dyer. And he talks all about how ego and our relationship with our ego um, really does impact us on a day-to-day and our Our outlook on life. And um, according to Wayne, ego is an idea that we construct about who we are and what we are. It is made up of six primary ingredients that account for how we experience ourselves as disconnected. And by allowing our ego to determine our life path, we deactivate the power of intention. So the six ego beliefs that Wayne believes are number one, I am what I have, my possessions define me. Number two, I am what I do. My achievements define me. Number three, I am what others think of me. My reputation defines me. Number four, I am separate from everyone. My body defines me as alone. Number five, I am separate from all that is missing in my life. My life space is disconnected from my desires. And number six, I am separate from God. My life depends on God's assessment of my worthiness. And this book really changed my outlook on ego and how I look at myself and how others look at me and how I wanted others to look at me. And as a side effect of ego, we tend to take personally what other people's actions toward us mean. And for me, that causes things like insecurity or being intimidated or just feeling like what's wrong with me. And the behavior of others isn't a reason to be immobilized. When you really think about it, what someone else does really shouldn't immobilize you. Even think about in kindergarten when, you know, someone took your pencil and then you started acting crazy and then the teacher's like, well, what happened? You're like, they took my pencil. But it's like, you didn't have to act crazy because they took your pencil, right? But we tend to grow up and blame other people for the way we feel. Now, of course, people do things to us that impact us. I'm not saying that everything that someone does doesn't impact us. But what I'm saying is that what they do to you is about them. That does not mean that you are invalidated if you are hurt or whatever emotions that you feel based on what they do to you. But at the end of the day, it's remembering that don't take it personally because nothing others do is because of you, right? So another reason that we take things personally is because we want to be liked, right? Um, That which offends us, it kind of weakens us. If you're looking for reasons to be offended, then you'll find reasons to be offended at every turn. Like this is our ego convincing us that the world shouldn't be the way it is. But you can become more of an appreciator of life and kind of connect with what's happening as opposed to being a victim of what's happening. So, like I said, the reason that we also take things personally is because we want to be liked. Yes, you heard that right. We want to be liked. And I know that we live in this era of fuck everybody and um, whoever doesn't like me, um, fuck them, block them cancel them you know what i mean it doesn't matter live your truth and and i don't care what you think about my my truth and all those things um but i truly 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 believe even as someone who believes in a lot of those statements i believe that we still want love and we want belonging and at the end of the day love and belonging equals other people embracing us who we are what we feel what we do how we exist that's what i believe and Therefore, we want people to like us. We want somebody to like us. Now, I'm not saying that you should care about what everyone thinks, but I believe that there is at least one person in everyone's life that they care about what they think about them. I care about what my best friends think about me. Um, I think a lot of times, even sometimes when we resent the people in our lives, like our fathers or our parents or family members who have treated us wrong, sometimes all that frustration is because you just want them to see you, right? You want them to, um, to to kind of affirm you, and sometimes they don't, and that really causes a lot of hurt and pain. So even in this space of cancel culture, I believe that all of us want love and belonging, and we want people to like us. So when we're not treated in a certain way, we're not treated in a way that we think people um, should treat us or would treat us if they um, accepted us or If they liked us, is that we start internalizing those things and picking ourselves apart. So for me, this episode is not saying don't care about what people think, right? Because I believe that as humans, we have feelings and we will take things personally. But what I'm saying is don't internalize other people's behavior and make it about you, right? So if you've been following me for a while, you know that. I consider myself a recovering perfectionist, which to me translates to the fact that I used to want everybody to fucking like me. I wanted everybody to like me. So I used to work overtime to um, wards, which I thought was towards what I thought was perfection, air quotes. But instead, I realized that I was just trying to morph into the version of myself that I thought that those around me needed me to be. Ooh, let me run that back. I thought I was working towards perfection, but instead I was trying to morph into the version of myself that I thought that those around me needed me to be. And speaking of versions of myself, I want to read a poem from my debut book. It's called A Few Versions of Myself, and the poem itself is called Scars. So I want to read a little bit of that for you because I feel like that poem really speaks to me being a recovering perfectionist. There was a time when I didn't want any blemishes. I didn't want any scars from the pain of my experiences. I suffered from selective amnesia, a distraction that diminishes the memory of my fight, that dimmed the brightness of my internal light. I wanted to avoid the abrasions caused by life's whips hitting against my skin like a strong wind to a sail. I detested the thought of a tarnished reputation, so I polished my imperfections to alter their connotation, yet, Dark marks still remain like bruises, eyes serving as reminders, representing my less than perfect acts. The scars tell the truth even when I withhold the facts. Life cut me with its deep, sharp edges and apathetic tone. Coarse words from people posed as weapons, not sticks nor stones, but the scars helped me to appreciate the healing, and the numbness helped me appreciate the feeling. Hitting the floor made me appreciate the ceiling. Now I appreciate the scars, the scratches, and the scabs, the abrasions, the sores, and even the stitches because I'm better now despite all of the glitches. And I won't bandage these scars in hopes to cover up the past. Instead, I'll showcase them to the world and say that I've made it at last. I welcome you to observe my many complex scars that go way deeper than the surface on this flawed skin that I once wanted to preserve and keep perfect. Thank you. That is scars from my book. It's called Fewer Versions of Myself. And you can purchase it at loniewizard forward slash book. So when I think about my scars and this idea of me trying to be a perfectionist, I really think about how much I really did take into consideration and care about what other people thought of me. I didn't want to seem like I was, I could make a mistake. I didn't want to seem like that I could be wrong or that I would offend someone. All of those things really added up to make me this kind of robot, trying to please everyone and to kind of, Um, appease everyone, please and appease. All right. And so I realized that in psychology, there's something called social perfectionism. And that is when you can't stand the thought of other people seeing your flaws or mistakes, when you believe you have to be kind of perfect in everybody's eyes, which is impossible. It drives you to constantly worry about what other people think of you. And when you're in the habit of always doing that and worrying about what people think, um, you tend to take things Personal, right? Because you're always conscious of how you're perceived by others, and that really, really, really is what caused me to internalize a lot of things that were happening. So I wanted to go over a little bit of some of the tools that I've found to be helpful, that have been either quotes or just life lessons that I've learned that have helped me to not take things personally so often. And the first one is this: You are a villain in someone's story. Now, I don't know where I saw this. I think, again, it was on social media. And this was back at a time where I was really struggling with how I was perceived. And this really helped me. You are the bad guy in someone's story. Even if in your mind and your power, you have done everything you could for a specific person, you can't control that someone, someone out there sees you as the villain and that really helped me for whatever reason to realize like oh like no matter what i do someone's going to see me as the villain so i might as well do what feels right i might as well do what feels true to me i might as well do what feels authentic right because at the end of the day what i consider as being good to you you may consider as me being bad to you or i could say hey I'm breaking off this relationship because I think it's best for me. And I think that's the best thing for me and that I handled it well, but to you, you still wanted me. So you may say that I'm a fuckboy, or you may say that I'm a bad person or whatever stories or truths that we make up about people, right? They become villains. So because you'll be a villain in everyone's story, it really helps me to understand that it's best to be authentic and that I can't take everything personally because no matter what, I'm going to be a villain in someone's story. Another one is that people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Man, that one has really helped me as well. And that to me just means that if you're trying to swim in, let's say, 12-foot water, and you're asking your friend who will only go to the three-foot line, you're asking them to meet you somewhere beyond where they're willing to go. And what that means is that when it comes to taking things personally, right, so the things that you do in your life may be well beyond or deeper than what other people can comprehend or understand. So the way that they treat you is going to be at the level of depth that they have been willing to take themselves or that they're even aware of, right? They may not even know that they can get to 12 feet. You're already in 12 thinking about 14 and 20 feet they only get into three feet. So what that means is that when you come into contact with people who treat you in a very low way, remember that they can only meet you as high or as deep as they've met themselves. So how they treat you is a reflection of the depth of their own emotional intelligence, um, the extent of their experiences. Another thing that's helped me is this one, which seems very, 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 very elementary, but hey, it's this. I am the only person that I can control. So when it comes to taking things personally, all we can control is how we react to those things. All we can control is our behavior. So remember that when we blame other people for how we react, that is not something that we want to do because we are always in control of our actions and our choices. And everything we do is an action and a choice and our behaviors and how we respond to things. doesn't mean that people treating us poorly is okay, but what it means is that we can control how we respond. Um, Another thing that's been helpful is letting go of this idea of your reputation. Your reputation is not inside of you. It resides in the minds of others. Listen to your heart and conduct yourself based on what your inner voice tells you your purpose here is to do so if you are overly concerned with like say how you're going to be perceived by everyone then you're kind of disconnected from that intention that we talked about earlier right because now you're less focused on your own internal truth and you're more focused on how other people perceive you to be in the world so let go of your reputation um remember that you are a villain in someone's story, remember that people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves, and remember that you are the only person that you can control. And um, the last thing I wanna say is that it is normal to think about um, what other people think about you. As a matter of fact, I think that it's a very good trait because it shows that you're human. Um, As I've said before, there are some things that happen to us that we will take personally, like, if somebody steals your idea or something like, of course, you'll take that personally because it meant something to you. Somebody, you know, um, take something from you or somebody curses you out for no reason or someone uh, conducts some type of act of violence or abuse towards you. Of course, you should take that personally. So despite what this is titled, don't take it personal. I'm talking more about the internalization of other people's behavior, not about the simple fact that we can feel and that we should feel when people do things to us. Um, We're human beings. We have feelings. There is no shame. But remember that what they do to you has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. So when you find yourself wondering what other people think of you, simply just remind yourself that it's normal. It's okay to worry about it a little, but don't worry about it a lot. What I did wrong is that I used to internalize what other people thought about me and how they treated me. And I used to turn that into this dialogue that created this idea that there was something wrong with me. What I also did wrong was that I let my ego get in the way of who I was. And I began to focus so much on what other people thought about me that I was willing to, degrade myself and my own image and my own authenticity just to try to figure out what was wrong with me. But now I know that I have the tools to accept what people do to me as the result of their experience, as the result of their trauma, as a result of their tools, and as I said before, as a result of how deeply they have met themselves. Thank you for listening to the What I Did Wrong podcast. As always, I appreciate your support. Catch new lessons each and every week on Wednesdays. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at LonnieWasTheThird or visit my website at LonnieWasTheThird.com. Until we meet again, remember that regret was meant to refine you and that your mistakes don't have to define you. I leave you in love, peace, and style. Until the next time.